Anatomy of Energy. Hey everybody, Dr. Rick here. Welcome to Anatomy of Energy Podcast. Welcome to a podcast that is based on people's experiences with addictions. Most episodes are interview-based, so sit back and enjoy Dr. Ricky J. Colmer, PhD, LAC's newest podcast, AOE, Anatomy of Energy. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host, Dr. Rick. Thanks for tuning in. Before we begin, I would like to offer a special thanks to Sherry. This podcast would not have been possible without her help and her strong belief in Jesus. A thanks goes out to Christine, who helped in the introduction, and Crisis for his help in creating the soundtrack and special sound effects. Samples of his work can be found at SoundCloud. The first series will be an interview with a woman who suffered from heroin addiction for approximately five years and has now been clean for almost six. As most of you are aware, heroin, along with the use of fentanyl, has become a huge problem not only in America, but throughout the world. It has been a challenge for governments and families alike. At this point, it has been almost impossible to prevent these drugs from entering our communities. Once a person gets hooked on them, it becomes a life-altering event with many twists and turns, which can ultimately end up in jail time or loss of life. In this series, we will cover everything from the first time she tried this lethal drug up until she was free from its grasp and how she lives her life now that she is no longer a slave to heroin. The various episodes will include her first experience using this drug, why she chose to use it, the addiction, how she lived during the addiction, including being homeless in the cold, harsh winters of Wisconsin. And believe me, they are cold. We will discuss the different therapies and addiction type centers she attended and what they offered. And then the final steps we took to help her become clean. Her story is nothing less than a miracle. Her name is Stephanie, and she is my daughter. Our family is lucky that we were able to help her not only emotionally, but also with her addiction. I used a variety of treatments, including acupuncture and herbal medicine. One of the episodes will be dedicated to your treatment protocol and how you can find someone to do the same for your friends and loved ones once they become a slave to this devastating drug. Please feel free to email me or Stephanie with any questions you may have at aoe.anatomyofenergy at gmail.com. All questions will be answered in the order they were received and may be answered in the following episodes. With that said, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Stephanie. Hi, thank you for having me here today. Oh, great. It's good to have you here. Before we begin the podcast, why don't you share a little information about yourself? Well, I'm 37 years old and I live in Kenosha, I've been here most of my life, except for about a year and a half when I moved to Oshkosh the first time I got clean. And I work full-time and plan on going to college later this year. I have a few questions I'd like to ask, and hopefully you can give us just a a quick general answer. Uh, The first one, are you taking any form of medication at this time? I am. And what would that be? I currently take medication for... Um, depression and anxiety, and then also for ADHD and nerve pain. What about alcohol? Are you drinking at this time? No, I do not drink. Okay. Do you smoke cigarettes? I do. Do you go to any bars or any kind of hangouts? No, not anymore. 
Are you in contact with anyone who was doing drugs at the same time you were doing them? No. Okay, so you've avoided them completely. Completely. Do you attend any form of treatment centers or NA programs? No. Are are you close to your family members, which I imagine you are? Yes, I am. And, of course, you lost one of your cousins to drugs. Do you pray or attend any religious services? Yes, I do pray. How often? Every day. How is your diet at this time? It could be better. (laughs) Do you exercise or intend on exercising in the future? I do. I do intend on exercising more in the future and going to the gym. Do you have any hobbies? If so, can you kind of give us an idea what they are? Not at the moment. Not really. I enjoy reading and listening to music. What kind of stuff do you read? James Patterson's my favorite author, so I like books on suspense. So at this time, I'd like for you to share with us how everything began. Well, I was 13 years old when I started drinking and smoking pot and continued drinking and smoking pot until I was 23 years old. So how were you able to obtain marijuana, alcohol, cigarettes? Unfortunately, my mother, she was my enabler at a very young age and bought my cigarettes until I was 18 and started buying the liquor for me at the age 13 and gave us money for pots as well. Did your mother offer to pay throughout the entire addiction? She did. She not only bought the cigarettes and liquor and gave me money for pot at a young age, she eventually started giving me money and bringing me to my heroin dealer as well. Do you ever look back at that situation and wonder why your mother did that? Of course I do. I think about it, you know, not as often as I used to when I first got clean. But Do Do you have any idea why she did that? Not one clue. A lot of you are probably wondering how this could have happened in a household with two parents. It was a typical family where her mother worked full-time and I worked full-time, but I also went to school full-time, which made it almost impossible for me to monitor my children. And I left her as the head of the household. If I had to do it all over again, I would have paid closer attention to what was going on in my home. Did you do any other drugs before you began taking heroin? No, I just drank and smoked pot and did shrooms here and there, but that was about it. So how often was the drinking? Every day almost. Let's go ahead and start from the beginning then of the heroin addiction. It started all in 2007. I was 23 years old. And I got into a pretty bad car accident. Um, I was at a big party and had left and decided to drive drunk. And that was my first OWI and my last. And I was T-boned. The guy was going 60 miles an hour. And I was unconscious for most of the car accident. But um, I was flown flight for life up to Freighter in Milwaukee where I was there for about seven days, and I couldn't walk. I had a lot of injuries. 
that had happened. And that's where they started putting me on painkillers and I got hooked to them. Which drug did they prescribe you? And for about how long were you taking that drug? They prescribed me Percocet and I was on it for about three years before I started using heroin. If I understand this right, after three years, you began using heroin. Why don't you give us an idea of why you switched to heroin and who was there to help you make that decision? At the time, people that I thought were my friends were the ones that introduced it to me. And I wasn't aware of how addictive it really was until actually the second time of trying it. I did it because I listened to somebody that I never should have and not realizing how harmful it really is. The second time you did heroin, was it the same experience as the first time? Because I hear people say it's never the same and you're always chasing that high. It was not the same the second time as it was the first Did you snort it still the second time, or did you use another method? I did snort it the second time. Give us a a general idea of what it felt like to be on the heroin. Your body goes warm and fuzzy, and you kind of are out of touch with reality a little bit. Did it feel like that every time you did heroin, or did it change as the years or the time went by? It It did in the beginning. For the first couple of years, it it felt, you know, it changed like it wasn't the same. It was different for the first couple of years. For the first couple of years, where exactly were you doing the heroin? I was very private with this world that I was involved in. So every time I did it, I'd just do it at home in the privacy of my own bathroom. How often did you do this? Once a day. You mentioned earlier that your mother was an enabler during this whole thing. Was she aware that you were in the bathroom doing the heroin? Not at this point, no. Were you still snorting at this point? At this point, yes, I was still snorting it or smoking it. During the first two years that we're at right now, Were you still doing the heroin with the original people or were you involved in other people and in other suppliers? For the first year and a half, I was with the same people, but then I branched off kind of on my own and met different suppliers. What was the purpose of branching off and going somewhere else for your drugs? I was embarrassed. And shameful that I even got involved with this drug in the first place. When you were high and you were walking around the house or around other family members, did you ever feel like they knew you were high? No, I didn't feel that they knew I was high in the beginning, no. I'm going to end the episode at this point. And in the next episode, I think... We should discuss how I found out that you were a heroin addict, and then we took you to St. Luke's Hospital in Racine for rehab, and then your move to Oshkosh at that particular time. Would that be okay with you? Yes. Okay. Thank you, Steph, and have a great day. You too. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to AOE. If you'd like to make a donation, you can send check or money order to Mickey J. Comer at 33 North Waukegan Road. 
Suite 4, Lake Bluff, Illinois, 60044. Make sure you tune in to each episode as there may be some information that can help save you or a loved one. If you have any questions, feel free to email aoe.anatomyofenergy at gmail.com. Thanks and have a happy and healthy day.